world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Man, I'm bubbling and bubbling inside today. I got a, I got a million things I want to talk about. We're going to take communion. Uh, is Joe in? I assume Joe's in here. He's in here every. Are you in here, Joe? We're, we're going to take communion. Hey, don't forget that. Um, that. Um, sorry, hitting a message here. Uh, Sunday night. Sunday night. We're going to uh, pray against the Super Bowl. A big event, and we're going to do that. I, what time did I write that down here? 7.45, we're going to begin at 7.45 Eastern Standard Time, which I think is probably just a little bit before halftime of the Super Bowl. And we're going to, I'd like you to do this. If you're going to be part of it, please bring your own prayer or your own whatever, uh, psalm, whatever it is you might want to read. And I don't want it to be just me doing it. I was weird. You guys know how we do it. And so we're going to do that 7.45 on Sunday. I'm From a personal perspective, I want you to know this. I couldn't care less who wins the Super Bowl, and I'm probably not even going to watch it. That's just that's just the truth. I'll, I'd rather find some something else to be able to do. And uh, man, oh man, I got I got some. I just got a lot today, a lot today. But we're going to we're going to take some communion. People uh, people say, "Why do you do that, Coach?" Because you know, really, I'm, I'm speaking to some uh, new people who are just you know they're coming in every day, folks. Praise the Lord that He continues to expand our stakes. Uh, we got real problems in the American church, real, real problems. In fact, I got something I can show you here today. One, uh, some staggering stuff, man. I love the Holy Spirit because you know what the Holy Spirit does to me? The Holy Spirit plants a question in my head. I, I, I wish I could explain to you how it happens. I'll be, I'll be working on something, and all of a sudden, a question will pop into my head. And I thought, what? What? And so then I Google it, and boom, more information, uh-uh, more truth, more truth. I said, are you kidding me? I'm going to show you some of that here today, show you specifically what, see, look, I believe this, friends. I believe the Holy Spirit speaks to you, too. But can I tell you what? I'm not sure you recognize it. I'm not sure you recognize it. The Bible calls it a small, still voice. The Holy Spirit can yell at you, but he doesn't. He whispers. It comes as a thought, a prodding. And if you're sensitive to the Holy Spirit, you'll say, you'll, you'll know. My Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. And another voice they will not hear. Listen to me. I am not, nothing special about me other than I learned to hear that voice. I learned to hear the voice. And the voice guides me into all truth. And the voice just says something to me, and I'll show you later on what it was. And I say, well, okay, I heard that, and I'll check it. And that's how many of the things that I bring to the table here is because I heard, I heard something, and I checked it, and I went, wow, no wonder, right? And we were having a little bit of debate, not debate, before, before the show got gone about church structure. Folks, the, the American, do you understand that the American church structure is really nothing more than a copy of the Roman Catholic Church? That, that the Protestants, whatever that means, the Protestants left Catholicism and then they started their own thing and they patterned it just after the bishops and the all those guys wear all those funny hats. We have that in, in, in um, Protestantism. We just don't wear the funny hats. Otherwise, the structure is the same. In the original church we read about in the book of Acts, house to house, house to house. Church is not someplace you go. Church is something you are. It's a body. 
the church doesn't have to just gather. See, I, I get, I hear from people all, not all the time. They ask me, "Well, where do you go to church?" I said, "Well, I go to church every. I go to church every every day." So what? Yeah, I go to church. I am the church. I gather every day. No, no, that's not what I mean. What's your home church? What does that matter? My home church is my house. I am the church. It's a mentality. See, we have to we have to get back. And and so people always want to know. Can can I tell you the truth? People want to know where you go because. They want to know who you're under, right? Right? Well, I'll tell you who I'm under. I'm under the Holy Spirit. That's who I'm under. I'm under the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I have people who speak into my life that I trust, and I have people who try to speak into my life that I don't trust. And sometimes one of the toughest things is to recognize which one's the right voice and which one isn't the right voice. I'm getting all over the place. Don't mean to. This is. I think this is really, really important. And I'm going to say this. Uh, I don't know how many are watching now. It does not I look, there's a, folks. There's a difference between how many people are watching the show and how many are in the queue. It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. There's a lot of people that are watching the show that not are in the queue. And I'm going to tell you this: some of you are equipped already to start doing your own fellowship in your own home. The the, the tools available to you on the internet. You can gather a group of people together and you can find a video, a YouTube video, and you can play the video and you guys are off and running and discussing. See, we think church has to be formal. Church is nothing more than rubbing the shoulders and elbows and encouraging one another. We think of church as a, we think of it as an organization rather than an organism. We're not an, we're not an, organization. Church is an organism, a living, breathing, expanding organism. But we want to make it an organization. We want to make it a hierarchical structure. We want to make it someplace we go. That's by design, I believe. I don't believe it's by, by design. So I just can't encourage you enough. Enough. You can do it, man. You can do it. Start with your family. Start with your family, get your family together and have family fellowship and play a video and say, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Because you know this, I'm not talking about my own family now. Our kids are going to church and I mean, I suppose they're going to, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But I can tell you this, they're learning a lot of clunky stuff at that church that ain't got nothing to do with nothing. I can tell you that. Why? Because I see the fruit of it. I see the fruit of it. And so they're learning clunky stuff in this church and clunky stuff over in this church and clunky stuff over in this church. And meanwhile, the gospel of the kingdom of God is not being expanded. Because why? Nobody's telling you you're supposed to do it. So some of you have been in here a long time, and you get it, and you understand. Well, dude, let's go. Let's go. Start getting people over, showing videos, talking about it, building a network of people. Michelle asked me that yesterday. She said if the SHTF, you guys know what that means, if it hits the fan, who are you? who are we calling upon right around us? I thought, wow, I don't know. I think Roger would come and help. I think he's close enough. I think Abby and Morgan and their spouse. I think they'd probably come. Mike Blake would probably come. But right where you are, friend, right where you are, do you have a network? Do you have a network? If if your everything collapses, are you going to run to the people in your church? Do you have that kind of relationship with them? Are you going to be able to trust your pastor? Really? You're going to trust the pastor who sat around for all this time and all this stuff going on and not even talking about these issues? And then all of a sudden, bam, you get smacked in the face. So I think it's really, really urgent that all of us, all of us begin uh, to expand, expand. Now, look, another thing, I got to say this real quick. I'm, maybe I'll get to it later. Maybe I won't. Uh, Joe Biden's done, friends. We're going to take communion. Hang on. I just want to get this out of me. Joe Biden's done. He's done. We we don't see it yet. He's He is done. They're done with him. And did you guys see the, uh, 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 where they, they, I'm going to get off track. I'm going to get into the show before. I'm going to stop. I'll get into the show after we take communion, right? After we take communion. Now, hang on, hang on. What makes Joe Carico? The expert on communion. Can I lead communion? Yeah. You lead it in your home. 
Does Joe need some type of special anointing or some, do I have to ordain him in order to be able to do it? No, I don't have to do that. No, no. Why does Joe do it? Because he volunteered to do it. Long time ago, he said, I'd love to do that, coach. I'd love to do that every Friday. And then people get jealous of, can I do it? Can I do it? Well, do it at home. Can you do it at home? Are you doing it at home with your wife? Uh-huh. Joe's faithful. Why wouldn't Joe do it? Well, I can do it too, coach. Okay, well, good. Then tell me someday maybe you'd like to do it. Wow. I'm all over the place, aren't I? Go ahead, Joe. I'm going to turn it over to you because, oh, I got some good. I got, Thank you, you know, coach. I got some good stuff, man. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, well, I'm just grateful that I get to. You enjoy it, don't you, Joe? You plugged in. Yeah, oh, Myra, yeah, they... Myra, do you enjoy, Myra, do you enjoy saying the prayer? Myra enjoys saying the prayer, doesn't she? She does. And some of you get mad because she gets to do it because you want to do it. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> you're allowed to pray here anytime you want to pray. Anytime you want to you raise your hand, you're welcome to pray here anytime. Should I fire Myra? I'm going to fire Myra. I'm going to fire Myra. I'm gonna fire Joe. Roger wants to do it. And by the way, Roger's got a lot of money. Roger, you want to do communion from now on, Roger? Hey, Roger, <laughs> you come in here and you do communion, Roger. And then maybe Roger, right? That's that's the way we think. That's the way we think. That's the way we've been taught to think. Right? Mm. Come on, man, some slack here. Why is Myra doing it? Because she volunteered to do it. <laughs> huh? But why? You want you want to do it? Okay. Myra probably wouldn't mind if maybe some morning you wanted to do it. We're we're all adults here. Let's be kind to one another. Let's edify one another. Let's not tear down one another. Let's build each other up. And instead of being mad that I don't like Myra's prayer, I'm going to pray for Myra. Maybe, maybe she'll hear more from the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say how stupid Myra is. I'm going to pray for her. Myra, you got an important job. You're praying us in here. Man, Lord, let that Holy Spirit fall upon Myra, Lord. God, Lord, get that sin out of Myra's life, Lord, so she can be more effective. That's the way I operate. Go ahead, Joe. Well, thank you, Coach. And it just sort of keeps me anchored to the group. Yes, it it's not so easy joining this group and you ought to get up at three something, you know. Amen. Amen, buddy. Especially if you're me. Well, Joe, I ain't firing you. I ain't gonna fire you, buddy. Well, I think, thank you. I, I appreciate think you're it. Wonderful. And it also keeps me in the word, uh, you know, always looking for what's right for the morning. Amen. Amen, Joe. Okay. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. Mm. For if through the offense of one, many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man. Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Hath, hath abandoned unto many, hath wow. abounded unto many. Yes, sir. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment but was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. Amen. For by one man's offense, death reigned by one. Much more they which receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life for as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous thank you lord thank you lord moreover the law entered that the offense might abound but where sin abounded grace did much more abound thank you lord for grace that as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Let me interject here, Job. Pull up Webster's for me. Pull up Webster's for me, uh, Spencer. I think it's Spencer this morning. <clears throat> abound. Abound. What is abound? 
to have or possess in great quantity, to be copiously supplied, to be in great plenty. Where sin abounded, great plenty, great possession, a lot of it, grace much more abounded. Isn't that something? Huh. Wow. Thank, thank the Lord for grace. Go ahead, Joe. Well, you know, say a short prayer. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful again this day that we are here with you, that you've seen fit to let us all here join each other and join you in this day, Lord. We're so grateful that our lungs are full and our hearts are beating, and we are grateful for the tasks that we have and for the challenges that make us stronger, that help purify us to be better, more righteous persons in your sight, Lord. Amen. And we ask you to forgive our transgressions as we as we look and consider ourselves here preparing to take communion. We ask that you bless the bread and the drink representing the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ shed so many years ago for our sakes, that we who believe in him may have everlasting life and not perish. And we ask, Lord, that you would help us be your ambassadors to do, say, think, and say this, what you would have us do, say, think, and say, Lord, were you here in our stead as we walk the path that you would have us walk? And, Lord, it's, you know how it's a, a, a world that has not been seen before. That's the world we're in now. And it isn't same old, same old anymore, Lord. It's a whole new thing. And it isn't always easy. But we know, Lord, that you're there and you will let us rest in you and help us to remember that when we get, and not get caught up in what's demanding our attention, what's waking us up early in the night, what's not letting us sleep at night. Let's put all that aside and let you carry those burdens, Lord, so that we can rest and be stronger and be stronger servants for you, letting you carry that burden for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks, Joe. Amen. Welcome, Thank you, Joe. Thanks for getting up, Joe. So You're all welcome. Amen. Amen. Thank you, bud. Okay, man, you ready? You buckled in? Buckled in. Got some good stuff for you today. Uh, don't forget, Sunday night, 745. We'll get an email out. Sunday night, 745. We're going to pray against the wicked, wicked Luciferian Super Bowl and uh, everything that's going on as a result of that. 745. We'll kick it off. 745. Had the chance yesterday to go to uh, Worthington Kilbourne, speak to all those seniors yesterday. And just let me give you a little bit of a Overview of that, just so that you understand. Friends, I'm going to tell you something. The young people have no understanding of the gospel. They certainly have no understanding of the gospel of the kingdom. See, I, I'm going to tell you this. Most Christians don't have any idea that there's a kingdom. That's a kingdom. And that Satan is after kingship of the world. They, oh, my goodness. They have no understanding 
of spiritual matters. If you begin to talk to them, about, most of them believe in Satan. Are, are you listen? Most of them, I hate to use the term most. Many of them believe in Satan, but don't believe in God. I've never, I've never seen any, anything like that. They believe in evil, and they want more than anything to prove there isn't a God. That's the position they all come from. They all want to attack me and make me prove, prove, prove. And so it was a, uh, actually, I came away yesterday very, very encouraged because an amazing thing began to happen. I, I did three classes yesterday. Each of them had some, one had 20, maybe the next one had uh, 40. And then it was unbelievable. I started getting returns. Say, so what do you mean? Kids from the first period showed up again in the second period. And kids in the second period came back for the third period. They were in study hall or whatever, and they got permission to come back and hear more, hear more. So I was encouraged because their hearts are open, but they're not, they they ain't here. They don't have any idea the gospel, and they certainly don't have any idea uh, our foundational roots 2,000 years ago, Western civilization. No understanding. I'm just telling you, friends, they have no understanding of it. It's it grieved me to ask them to ask myself. Certainly, of all these kids, some of these kids certainly go to church. How can how can we be like this? What's well, so it's so easy? Christianity is not in the school. No no way, shape, or form is Christianity in the school. And if you weren't in already connected in at a church or whatever, how would you know anything about Jesus? Where would you turn and find anything about Jesus? Or, as I said to them, I don't care whether you're a Christian or not, but you need to understand that the rules of America are Christian. They come from the Bible. And I walked it through them, and I showed them, and explained it to them. And, and oh, my goodness, one of the most powerful things that would happen, and this happened at, at probably in, in every class, but they wanted my business cards. They're going to they, – it is amazing. But I, I would always tell – I would always tell them this. Uh, how many of you in here believe in murder? How many think murder is wrong? Everybody raises their hand. How many of you think murder is wrong? Well, every kid raises their hand. Because I was talking to him about indoctrination and uh, who do you believe and why do you believe and what's the truth, yada, yada. How many of you believe murder is wrong? And they all raised their hand. I said, okay, who says? Who says? Does everybody in the world believe murder is wrong? No, not everybody believes murder is wrong. Well, why do we believe murder is wrong? Well, then they would try to explain it, and you know, nobody has the right to be able to kill somebody. So, so says who? I take him down that and try to get him thinking a little bit, you know. And then finally, um, I would say, okay, wait, hang on, maybe we maybe we need to clear things up here. What is murder? Well, whew. then they they start looking at each other. What what is murder? It's killing somebody. So no, 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 that's not it's not killing. Somebody breaks in my house and. Uh, uh, it, they try to come in and rob my, rape my wife. I shoot him. Is that murder? Well, no, that's not murder. What is it? That's self Well, what's murder? Finally, I got him to say, uh, murder, I explained to him, is the premeditated killing of an innocent human being. They got it. Premeditated killing of an innocent human being. Why is the death penalty okay? Because they're not innocent. They've been found guilty by a, a, a jury of their peers. They're guilty. They're not innocent. So therefore, um, in America, because we have Christian rules in America, the death penalty is not illegal. It's Christian. They have to pay an eye for an eye tooth. Walk them through all that stuff, right? They're beginning to get it. They're beginning to understand it. An innocent, premeditated killing of an innocent human being. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. All right, cool. I said, okay, let me ask you something then. Why is abortion legal? And you could feel their stomachs drop. Boom. Because immediately, they want to bring exceptions in. See, now it's no longer murder because they don't want to have the baby. If they don't want to have a baby, then they can murder it, right? If you were raped, then you can murder it. You you guys with me? Of course, they always use that argument, right? They always use that argument. I said, well, you dummies. Isn't that the same thing they said about blacks? Huh? Didn't they put blacks in slavery and whip them and everything? They said they weren't human beings? And then what they said about blacks and some of the black kids, you know, they're kind of, they don't know what, huh? They said, you weren't a human being. They said, your ancestors weren't a human being. And then they said, because they're not human beings, they can, well, they can go own them, own them. Said, we fought a war over that. Now we know that black people are human beings. 
We treat them like human beings. Am I allowed to just go kill a black person? No, you can't do that. Why? Well, they're a human being. Well, I said, isn't that the same thing Hitler did? Didn't Hitler say the same thing about the Nazis? Said they were subhumans. They weren't humans. Did anybody stand up and push back when they were killing the, uh, the, the Jews? No, why? Because Jews weren't human beings. They were whatever, right? I said, can't you see they're using the same argument? Unborn babies aren't people. Blacks aren't, ba- aren't people. Jews aren't people. Is murder right or is murder wrong? That's oh, awesome. As the light become, begins to come in on some of them, see, it, it begins to come in. So I uh, just think, just, I just want you to know it was, a one, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. To be challenged and to be able to shoot them down like that is just, and their eyes begin to open. And then they get hungry. And then they want to know more. And I ask them this. Because I got I got into Miley, I call Miley, Miley Cyrus, whatever her name is, and the other girl, what's her name? Uh, uh, Billy Ray Cyrus's daughter, and then the other one whose parents are, are pastors. Guys, uh, what's her name? Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. No, no. Katy Perry. Katy Perry. Katy Perry, whose parents are pastors. God bless. We ought to pray for their parents that their daughter's doing that, right? And I said, what? Why? Why do they have to take off all their clothes? Why does Katy Perry have to take off all of her clothes to sing? Why? Well, they, they don't know. I said, well, they take off all their clothes, so you look at them, right? And I said, you know what happens when you look at them? Then your boyfriend wants to take you out in the back car, and he wants to get in your pants, and then you get pregnant, and then you want to murder somebody. This is where sin takes you. And how many of you in here today, your lives are messed up because your mom and dad didn't stay married? Or were the hands go up in the air? So the Bible's protective. These rules and regulations that we put out, they're to protect everybody. They're so you can have a happy home and live in a happy home. And you raise your hand and say, for better, for worse, for richer and poorer, sickness and health, forsake all others, give myself unto you for as long as we both shall live. And then don't keep it. You don't keep your word. And because you don't keep your word, Bible says there's not to be a false witness. Bible says you're not supposed to lie. And you raised your hand and you lied. And look at the, look at the damage and consequences of your parents not keeping their word. It was so powerful. I, I kept telling Dave Strauss about the teacher. I've been there a lot. Long time. Dave, I said, I need a month. <laughs> I need a month. I swear I could straighten them out if I had a month. If I had a month. And you know what grieves me about it? The church doesn't get it. I'm, I say, Coach Dave, you always bash on the pastors. I'm telling you, the church doesn't get it. They have youth groups. Or as Tim, as Tim Tuber would say, the average Christian has never, ever led anybody else to Christ because they don't know how to do it. Boom. They don't teach them how to do it. Bring them to church and let the pastor teach them how to do it. And the pastor teaches them organized. Really, oh, golly, I'm all over the place on it. I'm all over the place. Let me show you something. Pull up number two. You guys know who Ray Comfort is? Ray Comfort. I like Ray Comfort, although I think he gets into easy believism sometimes. But I want you to, I want you to watch this. See, this is how you present the gospel. I, I talked yesterday. They were shocked. I asked him, where do you go when you die? How many of you had a parent, family member die? Yeah, they all have. I said, when you walked in there and you looked in the casket, how many of you had somebody say, well, he's in a better place? I said, where is that? What are you talking about? He's laying right there in that casket. What do you mean he's in a better place? Oh, you're talking about his soul. Well, what is the soul? Well, the soul's the mind, the will, and the I, I was having church with him. You understand? It's the mind, the will, and the emotions. And here's what your soul is. And, and, and blah, 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 blah. And when he dies, he's going to go someplace. He went someplace. Because you said he's in a better place. Where is that place? And where did we get that belief? That's great. It's great. And so uh, I should have had this yesterday. Uh, this is Ray Comfort. This is how, this is the gospel. Real quickly. This is a lot, look, a lot of easy believism. And then we got to follow up and we have to disciple. But this is this is it. This is so, they think church is about religion. They don't get it. Baptist, Methodist, Lutheran, Presbyterian, blah, 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 blah. Go ahead, play this real quick. You got me confused. You said you think there's an afterlife. You talked about Jesus dying for our sins, but you said you're not a Christian. That's correct. I just started down my religious path, and I don't really know which direction to go in. I've never 
really truly committed to a higher power. If you died today, where would you go? I would hope that I'd go to heaven. Why would you go to heaven? Are you a good person? I try to be. Now, is your heart good? I believe so, yes. I'm going to challenge you on that. Sure. And it's one of the best things that will ever happen to you. And I'll tell you sure. why. Sure. Let's say you're a doctor. You've got a patient in front of you who thinks he's well. He looks right. well. He goes to the gym every day. Sure. But you know he's got cancer. He's going to yes. die in two weeks because you've right. seen the x-rays. You've got a cure. Should you give him the cure right away or show him the x-rays? That's a big, tough one. It's actually not hard. It's easy. I'll tell you why. You don't give him the cure because he thinks he's well. He's going to say, what do you give me a cure for? I'm a well person. Look at me. I go to the gym every day. He needs to see the x-rays. Right. And when he sees the x-rays, he'll say, whoa, this is serious. What should I do? And then the doctor says, I've got a cure for you. Now he's going to appreciate and appropriate the cure. Mm -hmm. So you think you're well morally. You think you're a good person. I'm going to show you the x-rays, the Ten Commandments. We'll get on the Ninth Commandment. How many lies have you told in your life? Far too many to count, sir. Ever stolen something, even if it's small? Yes. So you're a lying thief? Yes, sir. Ever used God's name in vain? Absolutely. You've taken the holy name of God, the one that gave you eyesight and hearing and taste buds, a brain to think with the blueness of the sky, friends and family, love and laughter, all these things are gifts from God, and you've taken his holy name and used it as a cuss word. Very serious. It's called blasphemy. One to go, and I appreciate your honesty. Jesus said, if you look at a woman and lust for her, you commit adultery with her in your heart. Have you ever looked at a woman with lust? Absolutely. At sex before marriage? Yes. So here's a summation of your court case on Judgment Day. Rick, you've told me you're a lying, thieving, blasphemous, fornicating, adulterate heart who's self-righteous, which is a sin in God's eyes, and saying you're a good person when it's obvious you're not. You're like the rest of us. So if God judges you by the Ten Commandments on Judgment Day, will you be innocent or guilty? Guilty as charged. Heaven or hell? Straight to hell. Now does that concern you? Of course it does. Horrifies me. I've just met you, but I love you. I rode past you, and I came back because I felt compelled to share the gospel with you. We've looked at the x-rays. Things are pretty bad. You're terminal. Here comes the good news of the gospel, the cure. You're under God's wrath, heading for hell. How can the death of Jesus on that cross help you today? It's like a lesson he showed through his sacrifice. But you know what Satan does? He blinds the minds of those that don't believe to the gospel. They can't see it. So I'm going to share the gospel with you. And Rick, if you can get a grip of this, it's going to change everything for you. So don't let anything distract you. The Ten Commandments are called the moral law. You and I broke the law, Jesus paid the fine in full. That's why he said, it is finished, just before he died, he was saying, paid in full. If you're in court and you've got speeding fines, a judge will let you go if someone pays them. Let's say you've got a lot of, you've got a lot of fines here, you're guilty, but you can go because someone paid your fine, and it's legal. Well, God can legally take the death sentence off you. He can dismiss your case. He can grant you everlasting life as a free gift, because Jesus paid the fine on that cross in his life's blood, rose from the dead, defeated death, and if you'll simply repent of your sins, say, God, I'm sorry, I've sinned against you, and turn from your sins, it's called repentance, and put your trust in Jesus. The Bible says God will grant you everlasting life as a free gift, not because you're good, but because he's good and kind and rich in mercy. All right, okay, you can one stop. Last analogy. in the chat so you can watch the rest of it. Powerful, right? It's powerful. See, they don't, they don't understand. They don't understand. Sin. Most people in church don't really understand it. They don't really understand. They think God is going to let them off. They don't think the cop's going to let them off. They pray if they're speeding, the cop pulls them over. They pray real quick that, that he doesn't, <laughs> doesn't give them a ticket. Well, we think God's just going to let us off, right? He's all merciful and great. We don't understand the gospel, all right? Man, I, I know some of you want to get in there. I got to show you something else, okay? And then I'm going to free thought. I'm going to throw it open here for us, okay? Here's what the Holy Spirit said to me this morning. Because I was watching if, uh, Tucker's interview with Putin. I don't know if you guys saw that last night or not. I, was watched, I watched some of it. Didn't watch all of it. And uh, as I'm watching it, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, Putin's at least as Christian as Biden. <laughs> at least. <laughs> huh? yeah, I mean, Christ wasn't mentioned. He talked about homosexuality, some of that stuff. I'm sitting there and I'm watching. And I'm thinking, boy, Man, we sure are self-centered here, aren't we? We're self-centered in America. And I said, Lord, but the Lord said to me, you're not the only Christian nation. That's what the Lord said to me. You're not the only Christian nation. So I Googled it just this morning, just 40 minutes ago, I Googled it. 
Are you ready? Hang on a minute before we do it. Before we do it, can somebody tell me where in the world are the most Christians? Who? What country has the most Christians? Come on, somebody. Is it China? United States. We'll start with us. No, I said China. Is it China? Well, I'm telling you though, number one is the United States, and then you say China. Okay, what's another one? Russia. Russia. What's another one? India. India. How come nobody's saying England, Scotland? Uh, how come we're not hearing out any of that? Right? How come? And now, what Nigeria. Do we do? Huh? We're always sending people over to foreign missions. Foreign missions. So I just went to stupid old uh, WikiLeaks. I think it's not WikiLeaks. Wikipedia, and I pulled it. Out. I said, I googled it. I googled it. Christian nations. It should be right there, Spence. I sent it to you, man. It's right there on Christian countries. Okay, here we are, Christian countries. You scroll on down and you look at all the you want to. Most Christian countries, yada, yada. I want numbers. Stop! Countries with the highest number of Christians. United States, 230 million. Brazil, 180 million. I've never guessed that. Mexico, 107 million. At least they're sending the Mexicans come across. At least they believe in Jesus Christos. <laughs> I, I think maybe if I was Mexico, I'd be worried about Americans coming down there if I was them. Nigeria, who would have thought that? Huh? The Philippines. Russia? What? We want to bomb them, don't we? Don't we want to bomb Russia? There's 80 million of our brothers and sisters over there. Oh, the government is not the people, huh? Oh. I wonder if that's true in America. The Congo? Where's England? Anybody seen England yet? England? Anybody? Congo's got more? Italy? Of course, they're Catholics probably. Ethiopia has more Christians in England? There's China. China has more Christians than England? It can't be. It can't be, can it? So it shows us how myopic, nearsighted, American Christians are. We think we are God's bailiwick. Well, we are God's bailiwick because the gospel Western civilization first came here. But I got to tell you this. Of those 230 million, I wonder how many of them have a form of godliness would deny the power thereof. How many real Christians, not just in the United States, China, I bet the people in China, I bet they're real Christians. You know why? Because they're going to die if the government finds out they're Christians. They're going to die. I would say the church in China is far more powerful than the church in the United States. Anybody want to argue? Wow. No. Huh? Thank you, Holy Spirit, for bringing that to our attention. All right. I got more, but I'm going to shut up. Roger's been waiting a while. Come on in, Roger. Oh, my soul's a flaming baby. Listen, <laughs> if for no other reason, your ministry should be supported because of what you do with those youth. And I'm speaking to Roger, I'm telling I'm you, speaking, I, I told my I'm, wife, if I, if I could film this and show it to people, they would say, oh, my God. Go ahead. I'm, I'm speaking to the queue this morning. All right. If you are ever wondering about supporting a ministry, <laughs> I don't know any youth pastor who has ever gotten in an environment like Dave has two or three times a year and put down seeds of salvation and hope. Amen. And Amen. for no other reason, what I know about youth pastors is they go to the Friday night football game and sit in the stands yeah, and then yeah. talk the game. Oh, good game, Frank. And, hey, hope to see you Sunday. But good game. Bye-bye. I can't believe, that, Dave, what you do with those youth. Oh, my goodness. Roger's unbelievable. Roger, listen, folks. They were, they were adversaries at the beginning. And when yeah. it was over, they came up and they wanted my business card. Praise be to God, now, Lord. Now, will Jesus. they follow through on it? No, no, no. But I'm going to tell you, some seeds were planted, baby. We pray, Dave. We pray now that the Holy Spirit would engulf their hearts this morning, Amen. and that your words would influence them for Christ. Mm. But, but wow, 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 wow! I, I, I should have filmed. It's unbelievable. Maybe. See, I have to get permission to film it because they're under 18 years of age and all that stuff. I should do a documentary on it. You would not believe it. You'd not believe it. Days. 
Thanks, Raj. Amen. Amen. Glenn, come on in. Yes, good morning, everybody. You know, Coach, what, what you experienced and, and are experiencing, because you, you go to Worthington Kilbourne a lot every six months, um, these kids, when the truth is revealed, they, they become hungry. They and do. It's the same thing that, that I experienced um, sitting at the Perry County Fair with, with Phil Parr uh, as these kids would come in to the tent and, and want to know their future. And then hmm. when, when it was revealed to them, they just they had no knowledge of God, no, no, no. but they were hungry. And I, this is where the gospel really is. It's, it's the young people. Those are the people that need to be reached. Now, the issue is they need to be discipled after they come to Christ. They can't just be left on the vine. That's right. Um, but, you yeah, know. That's it, Glenn, that's why Jesus, that's why the devil doesn't want Christianity in the school. Yeah. But these kids are hungry. Uh, oh, you know, goodness. if you just talk to them, uh, they begin to open up. Uh. Hey, Glenn, I ask him this. It's it's just masterful. The Holy Spirit is so good. I said, hey, girls, do me a favor. Do me a favor. Uh, Raise your hand if uh, you had sex with your boyfriend last weekend and went home and told your mom and dad. (laughs) Of course, none of them did, right? I said, well, why didn't you go and tell your mom and dad? Oh, you're ashamed of it? You're ashamed of it? You knew your parents wouldn't approve of it? Why'd you do it? Oh, it was so powerful because they would begin to see it from a different perspective. I say, do your parents not want you to have sex because they don't want you to have fun? Or do they not want you to have sex? And then I flashed up the picture of Miley Cyrus. Do, do your parents want you to be like her? Is that your parents want you to be like her? Well, why are you watching her? Trying to be like her. Why is the media putting her up there? Because they want to turn you into a whore. It's awesome. Lorraine, come on in. Miley Cyrus's birth name is Destiny Hope. Mm. And um, you've got, you look at Miley Cyrus, Taylor Swift, um, Katy Perry, Beyonce, and they're all, it's all witchcraft, and they're all female. And they've all been stolen out of a Christian home, sadly. Right. And, and the experiences that I had with my daughter being in youth group, because she was the first generation of a not a growing up Catholic, is my daughter was literally duct taped to the wall of a gym. Um, they ditched her twice when she was supposed to meet for a Bible study. They told her to meet at one place and went to another. So those were the examples of Christ that were given to her. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. and um, and then you have these other examples. Um, of these other, you know, young adult women. And, you know, and then you've got um, Deja is that other one. She's another witch, you know, and, um, and, and now you've got this, and I'm going to cross this line and going on with Jelly Roll and his, and his wife, Bunny. And the, in the, in the, um, and, and I understand where part of he's, I don't know where he's at, but, but he's got this cross, you know, tattooed on the front of his face. And and his wife is just, she used to be a, a high stakes hooker, you know, and that's how they met. And it's just, and, and what they're proclaiming about, about recovery and everything, it's just, it's sending so many mixed messages to this generation. And especially the drug, the, the generation that's, just struggling with drugs. Okay, so Lord, look, look, I get it. I get it. This is the message that they're all getting. They're all getting that message, folks. And whether we understand it or not, our little youth group on Sunday night ain't going to get it done. It isn't going to get, and can I tell you something else? It ain't going to get it done in your Christian school where you're sending your kid. I'm just telling you, it ain't going to get it done. The influences are so powerful and so strong everywhere you look, everywhere you look. We're not ignorant of his devices. So they said to me, they said to me, oh, my goodness, you, you could have cut the t-. They, Somebody says, well, what about, uh, what about abortion uh, in, in the life of the mother? What about abortion then, huh? I said, well, you got to remember, first of all, I come from a biblical worldview, a Christian perspective. And I can tell you this, if my wife was, had to choose between giving birth and dying or 
killing the baby and staying alive? Oh, there's no doubt what I my wife would do. Greater love has no man than this, and he would lay down his life for his friends. You mean to tell me a mother would kill her baby to stay alive? Oh, dude, it was awesome. It was they never hear this stuff, see? They just get the, they just get the 10 cent psychology from somebody and they repeat it over and over and over. They're so shallow in their thinking. And somebody sometime, somewhere has got to take them deeper. Got to take them deeper. Can you, would, 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 would it be okay with you uh, if your mom killed you because uh, you're costing her a lot of money and you're messing up her career? Would that be okay with you? Well, no. Well, why can they do it to a baby? Oh, man. Michelle. Hey, thank you, coach. Um, it was funny. You brought up uh, Putin versus Biden. And um, I thought anybody who can't see this as a spiritual war right now, when here in the United States, we're saying men can be women and women can be men. And this is this is definitely a spiritual attack against God's creation. And um, what he said, uh, Putin said, you know, I, I read a little bit of that transcript and um, Tucker asked him about, you know, should the U.S. be worried about you attacking us and, and or whatever? And he said, uh, no, he re- repeated the words of someone else. And he said, you're just if your enemy is destroying themselves, you just leave them alone. So um, and then I do want to touch real quick on Katy Perry. I watched a show that was highlighting her and her parents. Uh, this was a while ago, but um, it showed one of her father's uh, sermons. And I guess they're one of the. I think that's the Pentecostals that, yeah. you know, will hit you over the head and uh, um, that got performing miracles and healings and speaking in tongues. And they're, I'm, I hope I'm not stepping on any toes. Get but your to point. Me, Get your was, point. Get your point. To me, it was a spectacle. And I don't believe, I don't believe that these people were healing people like they were. I think it was a show. Well, and I okay. Think Katie, okay. So hang on. Rochelle. I think Katy Perry maybe have been, born into a family like that, where if you're supposed to be Pentecostal and you're not feeling, doing these miracles and feeling these things, then maybe she's like, Hey, God isn't real. The devil's offering me a million bucks. It's a no brainer. You know what Sorry. I, you know, you know, you know, my perspective is I grieve for Katie parent, Katie Perry's parents. I grieve for them because whether we agree with their Pentecostalism, they love God. And they want their daughter to serve the Lord. And she's not. Amen. You, know, you know that she started out as a church, singing in church, just like Elvis, by the way. Started out singing in church. I grieve for her parents. I don't judge her parents. There before the grace of God go my. I got, I've had some screw-ups. And it's the influences of the world. And she starts out and she gets a, she gets a singing gig. And everybody applauds for her. And then she gets another singing gig. And then she signs a contract. Then she goes out and she does gets more lights and more people. And then she takes off more clothes. And she gets more uh, cares of this world, man. I mean, I, 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 I grieve for her parents. I don't, I don't condemn them. I don't say, well, you lousy Christians. Huh? There before the grace of God go I. Kevin. All right, just uh, two quick points. I want to go back to the point that you were making about the, like the mother having an abortion or save her own life. This was the very thing that the doctor, when my mom was pregnant with me because she had a weak heart, that was what the doctor propositioned my mother with. And she said to him, I'm sorry, but I cannot take the life of somebody else to save my own. All right, that was in 1972. So right. at yeah. that point, okay. And then secondly, on the on the... The list of Christian countries, Dave. Where, where the heck is uh, the Dominican Republic? I mean, all the where's Haiti? Where's Haiti? So they're going to Haiti. Yeah, all the missionary groups uh, take their annual vacation uh, missions trips down there every year. Where's the fruit? Yeah, that's right. Well, we got two hundred and eighty million America Christians in America, and they don't even know the gospel. That's what I say. Julie, come on in. Good morning. Getting back to the kids. Um, the little ones, um, my daughter-in-law is a teacher, and she subs, but she was subbing for the kindergartners. And she's like, yeah, I had to send two of them home. I said, why? And she said, because they were cussing at me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And the parents don't think nothing about it. And then my other son, he was saying there was a video out there now that these parents are teaching these kids that the bathroom's a safe place, and they can say all the cuss words they want to, in that room, but then after they get out of the room, they don't have to say anything. 
I'm like, oh my goodness. So I was telling my son, I'm like, he's like, well, we cuss, but you know, sometimes Nash is on too. He cuss. I'm like, that's not right. You know, so yeah. I was being the example. He said, well, how old were you when you said your first cuss word? I was like, I was in my 20s and I said it wasn't safe. You know, like, let me stop you a second. I'm, I'm in kind of one of those moods today. Can I tell you something? Cussing doesn't bother me. Huh? Speaking about one another, that, that bothers me a lot more. Speaking about my brother behind his back, that really bothers me a lot more than cussing. A lot more. Cussing. See, the Bible says, let no uh, unclean word come out of your mouth. Cuss words are made up, folks. Cuss words are made up. Cuss words are made up. Gossip. Huh? Gossip is far worse than cussing. Sorry. Mm. Sorry. And everybody gets all upset because uh, I might say shit sometimes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my. And then they go talk to everybody else about me. What's gossip? See, it's a mindset we have here. It's a mindset. Let no corrupt communication come out of my mouth. The S-H-I-T word or the poop. They're both corrupt communications. I can say poop, but I can't say S-H-I-T because the religious folks will get mad at me, right? Oh, come on, man. Open your eyes. Open your eyes and understand that the devil has weaved his way into religion. R.L., come on in. Uh, Good morning, Coach. I just wanted to... uh tell you about something you may already know about, but uh, it's starting locally in my, my uh, neighboring county of Belmont. And that is uh, an organization called lifewise.org. Mm-hmm. And they are doing something similar to what you did yesterday. They are taking the young children voluntarily and voluntarily with their parents out of school for one hour each week. Uh, that includes transportation, one yes. hour only, uh, to teach them a Bible. Amen. And Amen. It's in uh, supposedly in ten states, and I just learned about it last week in talking to the director that I uh, locally. Well, R- 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 I salute them. God bless them. Can I ask? Him, can I go another direction with it? Pull that. Uh, pull that Wikipedia up there. Pull the Wikipedia up there for me if you can, Spencer. We just went through. 280 million Christians in America, 230 million. Why do we have to beg for the gospel to be in the schools? Why do we have to sneak it in through LifeWise? Why isn't the gospel gospel part of the education? Let them reject it if they don't want to. Why do we put people in the schools and educate them in Right, I'm in do's and don'ts. Educate them in science and math, and don't educate them in morals. Why do we do that? Why do we, as Christians, 230 million of us, permit that to happen? Can somebody explain that to me? Now, I'm not. I'm not against LifeWise. God bless LifeWise. God bless them. God bless them. God bless them. Why are we paying 230 million of us paying to educate our kids in doctrines of demons? That's that's my question, R.L. That's my question. Where in the hell is the, where are the churches rising up against this and demanding their place at the table? The homos get in. The homos have their place at the table. They get to fly their own freaking flags. Us? Oh, no, no. We're just going to love them. I'm fired up because of what I saw again yesterday. Linda, quickly. Hey, tell us your story, not your life story. Got a lot of people want to get in here. Go ahead, Linda. Craig, waiting on Linda. Go, Craig. Uh, this is why it's important for everyone to come in on Sunday. Will you get Spencer? Will you pull up Allegiance Stadium and Google Maps and put it on satellite view? Because what you're going to see is why the Super Bowl is being held here. Because when you see Allegiance Stadium, right in front of it is Mandolin Bay. To the left mm-hmm. is the Luxor. In front of the Luxor is the Obelisk. Across the street, on October 1st, 2017, 160 people were murdered and over 400 people that were, were shot. And Las Vegas talking, he's talking that, about, folks. Las Vegas, Las where the Vegas. Super Bowl is going to be played. That stadium was not built at that time. That 
was a blood sacrifice. The gentleman who ran the police operations for that was a police chief over in Hawaii. Okay. Yep. This is why we're praying against what's going on here. Amen. This this is not just a game. It's a ritual. It's, it's a, a ritual. ritual. And it's sitting in front of the pyramid. And we're hey, by the way, Taylor Swift is a witch. Taylor Swift is a witch. Why do you think the NFL is promoting her so hard? Doing it everywhere you look, turn on the game. There's Taylor, there's Taylor, there's Taylor, there's Taylor. Well, they say, well, they're doing it to draw new people into the NFL. No, no, no. They're doing it to draw the NFL into Luciferianism. That's what they're doing. Just just for people, go to Google Maps, just like you do. Put it on satellite view. Look at Allegiant Stadium. Look at the buildings around it. Amen. It's a synagogue of Satan. Thanks, Craig. Kevin. Kevin, Dan's story. There yeah, you. I'm here. I'm here. I'm sorry. That's pretty interesting, Craig. I didn't even think about that, but that actually makes perfect sense. I was just, uh, I was just going to ask. Uh, um, actually, actually, if you uh, would like, I can wait until after the show. But I was just going to offer a prayer up for what you're doing with the schools, and maybe that's what I should be doing. Maybe that, maybe that's what I should be doing too. Hmm. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, and we ask you to take that ember that you started yesterday with with Coach and those children in the schools, and we ask you to blow on that, set that afire, blow that across this country. Give every one of us in this queue the courage, the will, and the power to go to the schools in their area and do the same thing. Amen. Father, we, we know you have the power. We know you have put every one of us here at this time in this place to to do your will to promote the kingdom of God. And that's Lord, here's here's my eyes have just just been opened. And I, I thank you, Lord. I exalt you. I praise you for just giving us the power, the courage, and the, the gift to do the same thing. Don't be bashful, guys. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Dave for everything that you've done for us in this queue. And, and we, we're going to go forward and we're going to set this thing afire, just like Randy setting these things afire across the, across the state of Oklahoma and, and, the, and the staking of the courthouses and, and, uh, and the staking of the courts. And, and we're going to, I'm, thank you, Lord. Thank you for the courage and the power and the gift. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen, Amen Kevin. Speak truth. Attack lies. Do it. Do it. Speak the truth and attack the lies. Come on, you can do it, man. You can do it. Dale. Hallelujah, Coach. You know, the reason why that problem in the 280 American Christians is because American Christianity is the cancer. It is the disease, which is inside many of them, because what it is is fear. And fear is the cancer to faith. And, brother, that's why we have this nonsense that's traveling you know through our schools brother and i appreciate what you're doing but i'm going to challenge anybody to queue you don't got to wait to get an invitation to go into school all you got to do is show up right yeah he'll show off in front of it brother wherever we go i had the opportunity to stand in line to get king cakes i'm taking my whole family and some of the people in my church on a vacation right now i'm up, i'm heading to branson missouri but brother let me tell you what i got to witness to two people telling them about you had the show on right and i used crawfish i said we're gonna have our big crawfish boil and guess what they're coming right and they took my phone number they called me and interacting wherever we're at brother we get the opportunity to share the gospel amen brother i appreciate not only do i pray that they call you i appreciate that that they take your phone number but i pray that they call on the name of the lord Jesus Christ, brother, and then call you to get to get properly discipled, because that's a huge problem in America. And with these children, these these Christian children, folk, I told you, coach, we treat them like those 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 crests of the family. And we put them on the wall and we worship them instead of taking them to the front lines. As you know, I have all of my kids grew up on the front line. And it, it strengthened them. It made them solid. So take your children and take your grandchildren to the battle. I love you, brother. I appreciate you. Thank you man. Let me know when you got that April date set. 
We'll get it. Have nothing to do with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them, baby. Have a great weekend. See you Sunday night, 745. Gotta run.